From KGW News, this is Straight Talk with Laurel Porter. Hello and welcome to Straight Talk. I'm Laurel Porter. The Tri-County area of the Portland region is made up of Multnomah, Washington, and Clackamas counties. We hear a lot about the area's biggest city, Portland, and what the Portland mayor and council are doing. But what about our suburban mayors? In this episode of Straight Talk, we're joined by the mayors of Gresham in Multnomah County, Beaverton in Washington County, and West Lynn in Clackamas County. All three mayors were sworn in last month, and all are in their first terms leading their cities. Travis Stovall is the first black mayor of Gresham, the state's fourth largest city. Lacey Beatty is the first woman to be mayor in Beaverton, defeating a three-term incumbent. And Jules Walters takes the helm of the fast-growing city of West Lynn. We'll talk to all three mayors about their goals and challenges and ways that they might work together. Welcome to my guests, Gresham Mayor Travis Stovall, Beaverton Mayor Lacey Beatty, and West Lynn Mayor Jules Walters. Thank you all for joining us and congratulations. Thank you. You were all sworn in at the start of the year, your first time as mayors of your city. So let's talk about what this first month in office has been like for you. We'll start with Mayor Beatty. You were a commissioner before becoming mayor, and voters also approved a new city manager form of government, So with, with also with the mayor. So I, I know that's been a big change for you, so you've been busy. But also, you were in a skiing accident this past weekend, which we're so sorry to hear about. Tell us about how you're doing. I'm doing okay. You know, they always say never take the last run and, and towards the end in the slush, I just caught an edge and tore my meniscus. So that ended my, my first month as mayor. But, you know, other than that, we did change the charter, but we've made the mayor's position full time. And so it's been an intense uh, month. My uh, chief of staff scheduled me pretty much every 30 minutes. I had to remind them I needed bathroom breaks and time to eat during the day to kind of to work that in. But we've been meeting with businesses, our school board, elected officials that touch us just to so they understood the charter change and how to work with us and how to work with me. And, you know, after running a year long campaign, I feel like people know everything about me in the community. So it was a good time for me to learn about everyone else. And you mentioned you're having surgery Friday on your meniscus. So we wish you good luck with that. We'll go to Mayor Stovall now. You had to wait a month before you found out you even won the election. The vote was so close between you and Eddie Morales. You had to wait for a recount. You ended up winning by 13 votes, proving every vote really does count. First of all, congratulations on that. And what have these first days as mayor been like for you? Similar to uh, Mayor Beatty, it's, it's been quite the adjustment. Uh, you know, it's been uh, about a month, and I can tell you that uh, the city of Gresham has been out, been without a permanent mayor for about six months, and so a lot of things were on hold until the new elected mayor was uh, was in place. And so, because of that that backlog or logjam per se, everything is really comes coming to uh, fruition. I've had to make a lot of decisions in a very short period of time, and uh, I'm just I'm just stoked that uh, Mayor Beatty actually gets restroom breaks and uh, food throughout the day. I, I have got to figure out how to uh, actually get that myself. But it's been a very busy, uh, very busy month, but I am excited about the opportunity that lies before us uh, here in Gresham. Let's go to Mayor Walters. You're jumping into a lot of challenges in Westland, and you're a part-time mayor with a full plate of work to be done. How would you describe what these first days have been like? Well, I would, I would agree with everybody else here that it's, um, it's, it's a tremendous workload. Um, in the beginning, but it's been actually very fun to reach out and meet new people, um, start meeting with new committees, 
um, you know, your, your inbox blows up the minute you, <laughs> you win your election. And so it's a process of making all those calls and having those important conversations. Um, yes, we have a new leadership team here in Westland. We have a new city manager. We have an acting police chief. So it's really an opportunity for us to work together to chart a new course for the city. Well, top of mind for everyone, I think, is the pandemic and the rollout of the vaccine and your city's COVID response. How is that going in Beaverton, Mayor Beatty? I think like everyone in the state right now, it's slow, right? The cities, I get tons of emails about opening schools, vaccines, how we're controlling them. And the city really has no control over the order that the CDC is vaccinating people. Where we do have some influence and input is where they're happening. And so we're working with the county and the state on making sure that Beaverton and Washington County has representation for a vaccine clinic. Because right now it's it's mostly over, it's in Multnomah County. And that is a real challenge for working families in Washington County to get down to the convention center and to the airport. And so that's what I've been working on a lot the last two weeks is making sure that our workers in our community know where they can get vaccinated when their order comes up. And how has the pandemic impacted West Lynn, Mayor Walters? Well, I'd say probably the two biggest impacts for us have been, um, you know, the strain on our businesses. Um, we have we've just authorized $200,000 in emergency business grants that will be going out over the next month. And that, I think, will barely just scratch the surface. Um, and in the other way that it's really touched us is with schools. You know, we have working families here. We have um, a large you know, population of families. And, uh, you know, having the kids at home has just been difficult for a lot of people, although we understand that that's the safe and proper way to handle a pandemic. Uh, people are ready for schools to reopen, and we will see how that rolls out, hopefully safely and effectively. Mayor Stovall, how is Multnomah County's COVID response impacting Gresham and its business community? That's a great question. Uh, you know, Laurel, the, the, the biggest challenge that we have in Gresham is the over-reliance on small business, small and medium-sized businesses. Uh, we don't have quite the professional community of workers that you see in downtown Portland which is a vast majority of Multnomah County. And so that's a challenge as we do a one-size-fits-all response to the pandemic and as we begin to appropriately and responsibly uh, reopen, that's going to be critical for Gresham to be able to lean on some of the assistance at the federal and state level to come out of this in a way that preserves jobs and absolutely allows us to continue to move towards a vibrant community. So it's it's been a challenge, and we're going to have to make sure that uh, we're very cognizant of the challenges that face uh, the suburban cities with the reliance on small and medium-sized businesses. Let me stay with you, Mayor Stovall. You're all part of a Metropolitan Mayor's Consortium made up of mayors from throughout the region. How do you think the three of you might be able to work together? You know, I think uh, similar to what uh, we were just referencing, I think that the similarities that we see in regards to our population of folks and then also the, our reliances on, on small to medium-sized businesses are going to be uh, things that we will have a, a, a voice that is going to be very similar and so the, some of the challenges that we face are going to be shared and i think that's going to give a unique uh, kind of a lived experience to the conversation surrounding uh, the challenges that we face as uh, as suburban communities so i think that's where our voices are going to be absolutely shared and mayor walters what what issues do you think you could work on together 
Well, you know, we're, we're all a part of this metro region, um, and there's a lot of interconnectivity there, and I think the best example of that is transportation. Um, we have a lot of transportation issues on, the, on our plate right now, and I think this is a great way to reach out with our regional partners and find ways that we can help each other to, um, to solve some of these problems with congestion, uh, making sure that we have proper access and equitable access to uh, public transit, um, you know, we're here in Weston, we're worried about tolling on I-205. We're looking to ODOT and the legislature to find an equitable solution for that. Um, I understand that seismic upgrades to infrastructure is absolutely um, important. But we, we can't, until we can mitigate diversion, tolling will have an extremely negative impact on my city um, with livability and economic development. So I would look to the regional partners to find ways that we can work together to to fund some of these projects. And Mayor Beatty, do you have thoughts about that on uh, why it might be important for the suburban mayors to work together? Yeah, you know, and I think too, this, uh, we uh, elected a bunch of new mayors in the region. This is three mm -hmm. of them. There are other ones out there as well. And I think what that is a unique and fresh perspective into what we've been doing as a region. I know most of us have served on city councils before we became the mayor. So we bring that perspective with us, but it's a whole different level sitting in the mayor's seat. Like Mayor Stovall was saying, you got to make decisions quickly. You need to have a peer group to reach out to. And that's what I think um, a lot of us are doing is, you know, having that peer group that other person to bounce ideas off of that's a little bit different than before because of course like we also you know we're fitting into the mayor's consortium but that doesn't mean we have to look or comply like them i think we get to bring our own uh views to the table and we have a seat that's just as equally as big as everyone else's all three of you are breaking barriers. Mayor Stovall is the first black mayor of Gresham and of any large city in the Portland metro area, for that matter. And Mayor Walters and Beatty, you're among just a handful of women mayors in the region. And that was evident, I think, when you had your mayor's consortium meeting. And Mayor Beatty, the first woman to be mayor in Beaverton. What does it mean to all of you to be breaking these barriers? And what's the future look like for other people of color and women to serve as elected leaders? And let's start with Mayor Stovall. You know, Laurel, it just so happens this morning, I got a chance to spend some time with uh, a middle schooler and she is a, a, a young woman of color and she, her questions were surrounding uh, the, the opportunities that now exist because a person of color is now leading a city uh, that she's a part of. And then, so that's, that's, the, that's the real encouragement. I am both honored and humbled uh, to be chosen to help lead the city of Gresham forward and that's critical. I think it's a recognition of the changing fabric of the diversity that exists within our, within our community and the embrace of that, not just, not just folks saying, hey, you know, we, I think we need to have some change, but understanding the changes that are happening and embracing the rich diversity that now exists within our city and within our region. Mary Beatty, Mary Beatty what, are, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, you know, I have a Kamala Harris uh, poster in my work office that says, you know, her famous quote of, I might be the first, but I won't be the last. I have a three-year-old daughter. I was voting for her future in this election from the president down to our school board because you can't be what you can't see. And I think as a working mom, as a young mom, I bring such a different perspective than we've ever had in the city before, particularly during this COVID response. You know, we're juggling. I'm married to an active duty military officer. We're juggling our three-year-old. Our parents live close to us. We look like everyone else. We're helping our parents try to find COVID vaccine slots and making my, sure my kid gets the education she needs and as the mayor of one of the largest cities in Oregon. So I think it's it's unique and it's different, but it shouldn't be 
uh, special. I, I hope the day that it's not special anymore. And Mayor Walters. Yeah, I agree. I mean, in order to represent everybody, we need to have, um, you know, representation of everybody. So um, one thing I have spoken about before is here in Westland, um, council position, the mayor position is pretty much volunteer. We get a very small stipend. And that sort of leaves out a lot of people, um, you know, from being able to participate. Uh, if you're a working parent or, you know, you just don't have the same level of income, you need to be able to, um, you know, uh, uh, what is it, compensate the elected officials so that they can, they can serve and still even pay for basic things such as childcare while they're in the council meeting. So I think there's many ways to reach out and encourage more people to participate. And I think when we hear those voices, we just become a much better, richer community. Let's talk about police reform a little bit. Across the country and here in the Tri-County area, people are calling for change and making it clear black lives matter. Mayor Walters, you take over as mayor at a time the city of West Lynn faces some deep concerns about its police department. To go back just a little bit, in 2017, Michael Fesser, a black man, was targeted and falsely arrested by police, and that resulted in a wrongful arrest settlement with the city of West Lynn. What's the latest on how West Lynn is working toward police reform and racial justice? Well, that's a great question, and um, this is something that's been extremely important to me. When uh, the issues came to light with Mr. Fesser last year, almost a year ago now, um, I made a promise to my community that I would hold myself accountable to make sure that we made change, and that's what we've been doing. So we uh, assembled a civilian oversight task force. That task force has just um, provided us with a, a set of recommendations that we're bringing with us to the bargaining table. Um, they will continue their work um, by meeting at least through the summer, uh, talking about other ways that we can, we can institute new policies in our police department. We also had an independent investigation, so we could really see what went wrong in the, in the Fester matter and the investigation that followed. Um, and that came with it a lot of recommendations as well, so we're going to be implementing those. Um, but we know that these issues are just housed in our police department. They're in our community. And so what we really have done is broadened that and done a, we're in the middle of doing an equity audit of the city um, and some robust diversity, equity, and inclusion work. Because at the end of the day, we want everybody to feel safe and welcome in Westland. And Mayor Stovall, Gresham is not the small town it once was. As I mentioned, it's the fourth largest city of the state, and it's grown into the real economic hub of East Multnomah County. It's become much more diverse, and there are calls for racial justice and equity as well. As the city's first black mayor, how important is that to you, and what are your goals? It's critically important. You know, I, you know, I have a lived experience uh, of being an African-American man in America, and I've, got, I've seen the challenges. I've experienced those challenges. And, uh, but I, I also can come with a balanced approach of the, of the changes that need to be made and implemented across, uh, across our city. And I think not every, not every city, uh, it's, it's not a one-size-fits-all. I think we've got to evaluate each of our cities on their own merits and make the changes there, uh, you know, in the operations, in law enforcement, in whatever areas we need to make those uh, make those adjustments. And uh, so it's critical uh, that uh, we bring this new perspective of what I think we're seeing across the country as far as the movement uh, to more of an understanding uh, and appreciation of, again, the, the racial diversity that uh, now exists within the city of Gresham. 
and across our country. So again, I get to bring that unique lived experience uh, in a balanced approach to uh, what we need to do here in the city of Gresham and beyond, hopefully. And Mayor Beatty, there were protests in nearby Tigard in early January, a day after police there fatally shot a man during a domestic violence call. And it, it shows the calls for police reform are a region-wide issue, not limited to Portland. How do you want to see Beaverton respond? That's a great question. So I think it is the responsibility of every elected official to be asking hard questions about community safety and policing. And I think we need to ask with the fundamental question, do we have the right people doing the right work? And look through every area of our policing through that lens. We have an exploding mental health crisis happening, not just in Beaverton, in the region, across the country. And do we have our officers equipped to handle that? Or do we need to think differently and reimagine what some of our public safety stuff might start looking like? Is it more like a cahoots model in Eugene? The city is making strides. We actually have a quarter record as well. We're introducing a mental health court so we can start uh, looking at issues downstream. Um, we have to attack it from all angles. Our Human Rights Advisory Commission last week presented council with a lot of recommendations from removing school resource officers to having a police oversight committee. Um, it's a huge document that can be found on our website. I don't know. We're going to take those issues one at a time to council so all six of us can weigh in and have this conversation and go through every single item and figure out what policing should look like in Beaverton. Mayors, thank you so much. We'll have more of our conversation with our suburban mayors. How do they see their cities addressing climate change? We're back in two minutes. Welcome back to Straight Talk. I'm Laurel Porter. We're talking with the mayors of Beaverton, Gresham and Westland, Mayors Lacey Beatty, Travis Stovall and Jules Walters. Thanks again for being here, everyone. And I want to talk about climate action and how important it is to you to address climate change in your cities. And we'll begin with Mayor Beatty. You've said you'll create a community commission with oversight authority to make sure that Beaverton meets its climate goals. Where are you on developing that? We are, we have the framework together now. We want, I want 50% of the membership to be under the age of 30 because it's their future. And we often don't create a space for young people at the table in what we're doing. We have a climate action plan that we wrote that's very aspirational. We need the community to hold us accountable to that. And in the city, we have boards and commissions for things we value like budget, diversity, human rights and you name it. Um, so this is a really important piece and I would imagine within the next 100 days we'll have that committee at least chartered up where we could start accepting applications. And Mayor Stovall, you were on the TriMet board and you had access to a lot of information about the region's transportation infrastructure. How do you think mass transit fits into a plan to address climate change, especially with respect to Gresham? Absolutely critical, Laurel. When we think about uh, the biggest contributors to climate change, uh, single occupancy vehicles are some of the biggest challenges that we face. Uh, and, and being able to utilize mass transit is critically important. You know, here in Gresham, you know, we've got uh, both the MAX and then uh, fairly soon we'll be seeing the bus rapid transit come down division. Uh, so those things are paramount to ensuring that we have the ability as a region to uh, have the best impact and the most positive impact we can on climate change. Part of TriMet's goals, of course, are moving to electric uh, buses, which uh, that process has already started. And then I think we don't, we don't just stop the transportation conversation or the climate change conversation at 
transportation, but also how do we look at uh, how do we look at policies that really encourage people to live near a, a better access to transit, those types of things. So the built environment has to be something we look at as cities. And Mayor Walters, Westland doesn't currently have a climate action plan, I understand. How important is it to you to, to, to develop one? Well, it's absolutely important. Just everyone says, you know, as a parent, um, I'm thinking about my kids, their kids, um, the generations to come. Um, we're already seeing, obviously, the effects of climate change. It's an existential threat to us. Um, and we have a wonderful community advisory group. That's the Sustainability Advisory Group. They've drawn up an action plan, and they're going to bring it before council. I know that it's important to all the members of my city council that we get that passed and implemented. Um, and we were very excited that we just recently received a grant from PGE Drive Change Fund to purchase four electric vehicle charging stations. So that's exciting for us. Those will be the first electric charging vehicle, vehicle charging stations in the city. So one will be at City Hall so that the public can use it, and the three others will be used by our electric fleet. So I'm very excited about well, if you could make one wish for your city, let's start with the city of Beaverton for 2021. Mayor Beatty, what would that be? That's a great question. Uh, you know, I'm not much of a wisher. I'm a really hard worker. But if I can wave the magic wand, it would be that our community could come together and be more inclusive. We're a really diverse city and we're making really great inroads. But we have to focus on what uh, our similarities and not a lot of our differences. And Mayor Walters, what would your wish be for West Lynn? Well, that's a great question. I, I think that, you know, um, we take it for granted sometimes living in such a beautiful place. And um, it's been wonderful. Our schools are great. Um, it, I just hope that we come out of this pandemic as a stronger, better community. Um, you know, and a lot of people have been affected around the world. Um, and, you know, I have members of my family that have had COVID. I've lost a family friend to COVID. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what the new normal looks like um, after everybody's vaccinated and we move out of this um, quarantine type situation. But at the end of the day, I hope it brings us closer as a community with a, a stronger focus on appreciating each other. And as, as Mayor Beatty said, we want to do so. And Mayor Stovall, how about your wish for Gresham for 2021? You know, it starts with the same, the same comment, the inclusivity. And when I think about uh, the pandemic uh, for 2021, it would be just wonderful to be able to have a city that, be, that has a comprehensive response to the pandemic and the pandemic recovery that is absolutely and totally inclusive like we've never seen before. Uh, that's really the driving wish that I have for our city and our region. Well, we have about uh, 40 seconds or so left for each of you, but I, I wanted to get to know you just a little bit better, let our viewers get to know you a little bit better. Is there any fun fact you'd like to share about yourself that people might not know? We'll start with Mayor Stovall. One fun fact is uh, I love to fly airplanes. You know, I sometimes tell folks that and they're surprised uh, that... Um, I like aviation, but I love to fly airplanes. But you probably haven't had much time to fly lately, I'm guessing. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. How about you, Mayor Walters? Any fun fact you'd like to share? I don't know. That's a pretty hard act to follow. <laughs> but um, I'm totally jealous. I would love to learn how to fly an airplane. So maybe one day I'll put that on my list. Um, 
I have a certificate in professional cooking, and so I owned a bakery and a catering company, and I used to make wedding cakes, believe it or not. So that was in a in my 30s a little while ago. <laughs> well, I think that's pretty cool because I am very challenged when it comes to any kind of cooking. And finally, Mayor Beatty, I know that you're an Army veteran. You served in Iraq, but that's not your fun fact you want to share. No, well, you know, I, I've actually was just thinking I've known uh, Mayor Walters for a long time, and I didn't know that fact about her, so this is great. Most people know I'm an adrenaline junkie, and so for our honeymoon, my husband and I went to Spain and ran with the bulls. Wow. <laughs> okay, that is really, really impressive, all of you. Well, thank you so much. It's been really fun to uh, get to know you better, and good luck with you. I want to thank you all for your service as elected leaders of your cities. And we thank, uh, thank everyone for watching tonight and listening. Remember, you can now get Straight Talk as a podcast. Search for KGW Straight Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Join us next week when we focus on the impact of the pandemic on our seniors. And we'll look at what the vaccine rollout means for them. We'll see you next week for Straight Talk. Have a great week.